Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. Last week, I brought you part one of a story about a particular case coming out of the Philippines. Today's part two and the final part of this special. Just to remind you, in November 2014, transgender woman Jennifer Lord was murdered by Lance Corporal Joseph Scott Pemberton. Jennifer is a Filipina. Lance Corporal Pemberton is a United States Marine. Jennifer was murdered in a hotel room after a night out with Pemberton. His defence? He was so overwhelmed with emotion at the discovery of her transgender that he was compelled to kill her and therefore should not be completely liable for his actions. Since the events leading to Jennifer's murder, there have been criminal proceedings and a trial, but no justice. In fact, Alongapa City, where this matter has been tried, the local court there in fact held that Pemberton was responsible for Jennifer's death in a very limited way and should serve some time behind bars, but he hasn't. The story was very similar for another Filipina named Nicole, who was raped by another US Marine by the name of Daniel Smith. Daniel Smith was effectively not punished for this offence. I've been speaking with Joms Salvador from Gabriela Philippines, which is a militant women's movement with chapters right across the world. They've been central to the campaign for justice for Jennifer Lord, as well as the countless Filipinas that have been raped or murdered by US Marines located in the Philippines. We'll start this week by recapping the nature and effect of the US-Philippines Visiting Forces Agreement. Here's Joms Salvador. US-Philippines Visiting Forces Agreement is actually the legal framework for um, the conduct of US um, soldiers in the Philippines and also how um, how they would be treated, airing, um, airing U.S. soldiers would be treated under Philippine laws. Um, visiting Forces Agreement is actually the major stumbling block to achieving justice for Filipinos who are um, the victims of abuse and violence by U.S. soldiers, as was as happened in the case of Nicole and also now with Jennifer. Jennifer's um, case. Um, according to the Visiting Forces Agreement, the Philippines has um, the primary jurisdiction over a case against um, a U.S. soldier, but when the American soldier gets sentenced, the custody um, can reside on the U.S. So the U.S cannot be forced to surrender their U.S. soldier to Philippine authorities unless they voluntarily, the U.S. government voluntarily agrees to. So in that, the question or the issue of the Philippines maintaining jurisdiction over criminal offenses and over cases by U.S. soldiers is not really, is not entirely correct because how could you exercise jurisdiction when you don't have custody over the accused so in the case against Pemberton for example although a file a case of murder was filed against him in a Philippine court 
the Philippines never took custody of, of Pemberton because the U.S. just wouldn't him to Philippine authorities. And um, even if the case against him was, uh, was a heinous crime, and under Philippine laws, that offense, murder is a capital offense, rape in the case of Nicole is a capital offense, still the Philippines couldn't exercise full jurisdiction over the case. And so now, for example, in Pemberton's, at the aftermath of the longer regional trial courts uh, over Pemberton, the Philippines still couldn't um, imprison Pemberton in, in our jail. He's still under custody of the U.S. in a special facility inside um, um, the headquarters of the armed forces of the Philippines where only U.S. soldiers could um, readily, um, easily enter. So it's really an issue of um, not being able to exercise uh, Philippine jurisdiction because of the visit of the provisions of the visiting forces agreement. But beyond that also lies a very glaring um, example of providing special treatment to American soldiers at the expense of the rights of, of Filipinos who are victimized by, by a soldier. When, for example, Nicole's rape happened in 2005 and now again um, Jennifer's murder, the question of the visiting, you know, the visiting forces agreement and how skewed it is in favor of, of, of American soldiers has come to light. And um, this is also why a growing sector of, of Philippine society has called for the abrogation of the Visiting Forces Agreement because it has been proven to provide um, special treatment for American soldiers and has also proven to provide the legal basis for, for American soldiers to commit crimes in the Philippines and not, not be held completely liable under Philippine laws. Well, let's look at this in practice. What was the result of um, the, the trial or the actions against Pemberton? So the decision of the trial court is that, one, Pemberton is guilty of killing Jennifer. But it did not find the circumstance as showing that it was a murder. So Pemberton was sentenced for a lower, which is homicide. Nevertheless, what was the legal outcome of the case was that, without any doubt, he killed Jennifer. Unfortunately, the, um, the Philippine court found that because Pemberton's defense was that um, he did not know that Jennifer was a transgender woman. So when he learned that he was a transgender woman and um, decided to kill Jennifer, that he couldn't be held liable for a murder offense. So um, um, the court did not find, for example, um, the circumstances of the killing of Jennifer as showing cruelty or premeditation, uh, which according to Philippine law should uh, be one of the, um, the factors for determining her offense. So Pemberton was uh, found guilty of killing Jennifer, but for a lower offense of homicide. Secondly, the, 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 the trial court um, sentenced um, Pemberton, of course, pending appeals in 
in in the court court appeals sentenced Pemberton to be committed to the national penitentiary to the national prison but the US representatives of the US government of the US embassy who were present during the case promulgation wouldn't submit to the to the court's decision on the issue of on the aspect of um, custody so it was agreed so the the court um, there was a standoff, uh, about an hour of standoff, because U.S. officers wouldn't um, surrender Pemberton, and Longapo trial court made another decision to allow him to be jailed, quote-unquote, inside the headquarters of the Armed Forces of the Philippines in a special facility um, where only Pemberton is, is imprisoned and where the the U.S. holds practically it's it's a, it's a prison facility inside the headquarters of the Armed Forces of the Philippines, which the um, U.S. officers are in control. So up until now, Pemberton is there. There is a um, a decision by the court, but um, it couldn't be fully exercised because of the visiting forces agreement. It's uh, such a such a um, weak system in terms of bringing to justice the perpetrators of violence against women around these military bases and, and where the US military has such a, a heavy presence. Now, you've been campaigning for justice for Jennifer Lord for over a year and before her you've been campaigning for justice for Nicole. What kind of actions has the campaign involved? In cases like this, we have... Um Realize we have learned that as much as it is a legal campaign, that the political campaign is also very necessary to raise the public's attention to the fact that there's much at stake politically between the U.S. and the Philippines on this issue, and that there are decisions that will would have to be done um, beyond the context of um, what the law uh, prescribes. Example, there has been the court has already spoken about where Jennifer, uh, where Pemberton should have been jailed, but um, there was a political agreement between the U.S. and the Philippine governments, um, practically um, disregarding the courts or the legal aspect of the case. So we have been doing um, while we have been. Um, Watching over the developments of the legal case, uh, we have also been conducting um, public information campaign on the issue of not only of the issues related to Jennifer's murder, that that um, issues of transgender violence, issues of discrimination against. Um, communities in the Philippines, but also issues of um, how uh, the Visiting Forces Agreement and other lopsided agreements between the U.S. and the Philippines has made the battle for justice an uphill, an uphill one. It was also, it is also an opportune time to discuss the political context of the relations between the U.S. and the Philippines and why even for 
why in the past century, the Philippines has provided a physical base for U.S. expansionist strategies and um, plans in Asia Pacific at the expense of the Philippines exercising um, our sovereignty on matters that um, specifically um, affect um, the Filipino people such as when there are um, cases or crimes committed against uh, Filipinos um, by U.S. Um, soldiers. So while uh, we were closely monitoring the developments of the case, um, doing um, court actions when um, there are, when there were, you know, it's important in, during the, the most important um, um, stages of the of the case, we also were doing a lot of um, uh, information dissemination campaigns, public forums, um, raising issues um, to the public, and generating also mass support for the the fight for justice, not only in the Philippines but also outside of the country trying to mobilize um, international network an international network of support for Jennifer's fight for and um, against the uh, visiting forces agreement and other um, other maneuvers that the US has been had been doing in relation to the case of Jennifer And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. I'm speaking with Joms Salvador, a central organiser for Gabriella Philippines. We're talking about the murder of transgender woman Jennifer Lord by US Marine Joseph Scott Pemberton. I want to ask you a couple of things. Firstly, what is the reaction of ordinary Filipinos to the the violent acts of the U.S. military? Like, um, do do people know about it? And when they learn about it, what's the reaction? Mm-hmm. And then the specifics of Jennifer Lord's case: has it been hard to get support because she's a transgender woman? Mm-hmm. Trying to get the support for Filipinos. Um, who have been victimized by U.S. soldiers is always a difficult one in, in terms of, as far as the experience of Gabriela is concerned. Um, when you have a collective experience as a nation of um, the U.S. being shown to you as an ally, as a friend, sometimes it, it skews perceptions of American soldiers. So it's always um, a challenge to win over support for fellow Filipinos, even within the Philippines, to win over support over for fellow Filipinos who have been victims of US soldiers. We heard it in Jennifer's case, but we also heard it in Nicole's case and thousands others, Filipino women and children who have been abused by um, American soldiers, that 
perhaps there's there's kind of opinion says that perhaps it wasn't entirely the fault of the American soldier. Um, but at the same time, of course, there are some sections of the population that could see through the lies peddled by you know decades of being a neo colony of the America of the United States, and could see how um, at certain instances, in certain cases, that a fellow Filipino has been wronged, and that we should mobilize support for for our fellow Filipinos. With Jennifer's case, there's also a difficulty because um, a transgender woman and um, in a heterosexist culture, discriminate against LGBTs and sometimes um, see that uh, violence committed against a member of the community is actually sometimes just perversely, precisely because they are part of the community. So it's also you know, difficult to get that support. But that's that also happens when, in the case of Nicole, for example, um, drinking in a bar alone, and that, that her actions invited the rape to happen. So there's also um, a thinking that operates in situations such as that. So there are many cultural cultural issues that makes it difficult to gather or mobilize support for the victims like Jennifer, like Nicole. That also plays within the context of um, sometimes also the social portrayal of American soldiers in the Philippines is that they are enemies. And that when Filipinos become victims of American soldiers, that somehow the victims made that happen. Um, so it's always difficult, it's challenging, but it's also a great, in a way, it's also um, an opportunity, a good opportunity to address stereotypes, um, to address um, sexist opinions, and also at the same time discuss deeper political and sociocultural issues that are involved when an American soldier happens to to commit acts of violence or crimes against um, Filipinos. And um, have you managed to get any unions and civil society um, involvement in the plight of transgender and, and I guess LGBTIQ more broadly? I mean, you've actually talked about some pretty progressive politics that you're trying to bring to a broader movement. How much success have you had? There have been um, some workers' organisations unions that have supported call for justice for Jennifer. In fact, um, there are member unions of, for example, the Kilusang Mayo Uno, the May First Movement, who have been um, attending um, the court hearings and um, doing um, mobilization, solidarity activities for Jennifer um, over the past year. And many of of them are, for example, have been staunchly lopsided agreements between the U.S. and the Philippines, such as the Visiting Forces Agreement. And um, Jennifer's case also became an opportunity to um, discuss issues of LGBT violence, discrimination, especially in um, among uh, workers. So, yeah, um, there have been 
unions and workers' organizations that have been part of the campaign as well. And what's next for the campaign for Jennifer? So we've had this um, verdict that um, Pemberton is guilty of homicide, so it's clear he did murder her, but not enough to call it a murder, and he's in the custody of the US. Um, what is next for the campaign? It's important to maintain, to keep public pressure on on the issue, because it's much more easier for the U.S. to do their political maneuverings to eventually um, um, have full custody and even or even free <laughs> Pemberton if the public attention on the issue and the case would die down. So we are trying to um, to keep the attention on on the case and. Um, now the important thing is for Pemberton to be transferred to a Philippine jail, to a Philippine facility. Um, because even if there is a conviction for Pemberton, homicide case, if he would not be able to serve his time in a, in a Philippine prison, court's verdict would not be fully exercised. There, it is a very similar situation with the conviction of Daniel Smith in 2006 on the crime of rape against Nicole. Um, Pember, uh, Daniel Smith then was jailed in a, in a local uh, prison facility, in a Philippine facility, but um, a few days after uh, American embassy officials um, escorted him away to the U.S. embassy. Supposedly, he was kept there to serve his time. But, you know, we don't want that happening again. Um, Philippine laws and the legal system to be upheld in, 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 in Pemberton's case. There is no reason for an American soldier to receive special treatment just because he's a U.S. soldier who has the visiting forces agreement as his um, you know, like a cloak of immunity. Yeah, we're st we're trying to um, to help Jennifer Laude are also preparing an appeal. They are appealing the decision of the lower court sentencing Pemberton on homicide and not on murder. So they're appealing the case to the appellate court. So yeah, we're waiting for the legal actions to also prosper because we also believe that um, if Pemberton would be um, convicted, he should be convicted not only of homicide but on murder. So those are future actions that regarding this, this case. Well, Joms, thank you so, so much for your time on the program today and also um, for all of the amazing hard work that you're doing in service of justice for these women that have been the victims of sexual violence by um, US military personnel stationed in the Philippines. Um, is there anything you'd like to add to the discussion? Perhaps I'll just say that while organizations in the Philippines like Gabriela has been campaigning on the issue, we are also very grateful to the support of networks and other organizations outside of the Philippines 
solidarity organizations outside the Philippines who have been in the past year watching over the developments of the uh, Pemberton murder case and also contributing their voices to the call for justice for the murder of Jennifer Laude. This is something that the Filipino people truly appreciate and we hope that, that in the months or even years to come, international solidarity would continue to go towards um, the Filipino people. And um, this is, we never, we never thought that this would be an easy, easy battle. Having the, you know, a soldier of the most powerful country in the world as um, as the perpetrator of a crime against uh, a Filipina is something that I believe needs as much broad solidarity as possible and as much um, international support as possible. That was John Salvador, a central organizer for Gabriela Philippines. We were talking about the murder of transgender woman Jennifer Lord by U.S. Marine Joseph Scott Pemberton. This was part two and the final part of this series. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR and is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network. Unfortunately, Accent of Women is no longer funded. The Community Broadcasting Foundation felt that our program was not as much of a priority as it once was. 3CR and Accent of Women disagrees with this and we're lobbying to have this position changed. If you want to help us, get in touch by writing to accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website, 3cr.org.au. And that's the digit three, not spelt out in letters. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.